Welcome to another episode of From Concept to Company with your hosts, Ashley and Autumn. On this show, we dive in deep with current and aspiring entrepreneurs to talk about their pain points, things they wish they knew before they started, and their successes to date. This week, we are excited to bring Jimena Cortez, founder of Wizard Media, a marketing company that generated 20 million and counting for their clients using marketing strategies. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me here. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, no, sitting across the table from you, I have heard so many things about you over the years, and I finally (laughs) had the opportunity to meet you in person. Um, Wow, you have... You have such a great background, um, and I love your company and what you guys do for your clients. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, so you know, um, I started my company, uh, God, almost, let's see, eight years ago, it's 2012, so whatever that is. <laughs> um, and I, I did it because up to that point, I'd had a lot of different like sales and marketing jobs, and I was like, you know, I'm starting to get pretty good at this marketing thing. I think I could just probably go off on my own and make a lot more than like a fifty or sixty thousand dollar a year salary or you know whatever people are paying. And so that's what I did, and you know, never looked back. It wasn't easy, that's for sure, but I stuck with it. Tell us a little bit about. Um, what that final breaking point was where you took the leap to start your company, stop working for somebody else and you decided to just go with it. You know, the, the last job I had, I actually really, really liked it. I was running, um, I was running ads for, it was a, it was a mobile company and they were all in like mobile, in the mobile space. It was all mobile ad networks. It was a pretty big budget that I was managing for them. I mean, at the highest point, I think we were doing about 250,000 a month that just I was managing. And then there was other people there too. Um, so that was a ton of fun to do that, but the company decided to save money on employees and they were Bulgarian. So they moved the operations from LA to Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. And so I got laid off. And so, and that's when I was like, okay, I can go look for another job and replace that income. That is not a problem. But do I really want to do that? Because, you know, when you when you have an employer, it's like you have one client. Yes. You are at the mercy of that one client. So if they decide to close up shop or, or do whatever or lower your salary or whatever they want to do, they get to decide that. And I just don't want my fate in the hands of one person. So if I start a company, I have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 clients. Then if one leaves, it's like, okay, bye. And then I just replace them. So it's not like this huge, you know, detrimental thing that happens in your life. Yeah. And and having different clients kind of keeps you on your toes and you've got new and exciting things and and you learn from them too, in a way, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, over the years, some of them have become really good friends of mine. I mean, I still have clients that I signed up back in 2012. (laughs) I'm like, God, you guys are still clients. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't, when you're doing an amazing job, like you do, they, they don't go anywhere, right? Yeah, well, they definitely, those, um, the ones that have stayed on the longest have been our SEO clients and they just, they, they want to keep their rankings up and, you know, rankings have gone up and down over the years. Link, link, um, Google has done a bunch of different changes and, you know, we always try to stay ahead of the curve and know when something's coming or adapt our strategies to, to make sure that they still work with whatever changes happen. And, and that's why they stay because they know that they cancel, mm-hmm. Google might do something and all that traffic that they're currently getting might go down. I mean, some of them have seen it happen. I've had clients that have left 
and then came back. Yeah. So they always come back. <laughs> they almost always come back and then you're like mm, do i want to work with you or no there's sure. some I, I haven't taken back but yeah. others i have it just honestly depends how much i like you exactly and yeah. how, how good you are to work with i mean yeah. that's that's really it. it that's a secret for all you guys listening out there it's like owning a company sometimes we say no we're too busy but yeah treat, treat your treat your agencies right exactly yeah yeah because they learn they'll They'll go, oh, I can find it cheaper, or I can find it this or that, and or I don't need it, and then their results go out the window. And yeah, I mean, you can always find it cheaper, but is cheaper going to cost you more in the long run? It yes. probably will. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get what you pay for, honestly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, so we, the, the people that get to join in on video or watch this video later, um, are hearing the story about your super awesome business name conversation we had before we started recording this podcast. So oh. I want to circle back, <laughs> back to that. Um, how did you come up with Wizard Media? What was that process? You know, I think coming up with a name for anything, if it's a product or something that you're developing, it's a hard task and it can take days. Um, I don't remember exactly how long it took me because it was so long ago at this point, but I just remember thinking like, basically what I'm doing for you is pretty magical, right? Because I'm taking you from having no customers or very little customers or, you know, not getting a lot of people buying your stuff to literally changing that around. So that to me seemed like wizardry. And so that's really how I came up with the name. Unfortunately, the .com was taken. Mm -hmm. So I had to get a .net, but it's so funny for like the past about year and a half, the guy that owns the .com has been trying to get me to buy it. Mm -hmm. And there's a few other companies with, you know, wizard in it and whatever. And he has been trying to pitch them too. And I'm like, dude, my price is firm. If you sell it to me at this price, I will buy it. And he's trying to go like some ridiculous, much higher price. And obviously no one's buying it because we've been going at this for like a year and a half. Wow. And they just hit me up the <laughs> other day too. And they were like, so have you thought about this any further? Have you changed your mind? I'm like, look guys, you keep emailing me. The price is not changing. <laughs> Only email me when you're ready to, to sell it to me at the price I've told you. Otherwise you're just wasting everybody's time right now. Yeah. So that's one thing that we teach in, in um, our business name course is usually we try to deter people from using a business name without the dot com just because it is one of those situations where if you don't secure it, someone can confuse it and accidentally type it in and then not find yeah. you. Have you found that to be a problem at all or have you worked around um, it? Not that anyone has told me about okay. it. Um, cause, because usually if people are finding me, it's through some sort of marketing that I did. So right. it's going to lead back to my site. So as far as like new prospects and stuff like that, it's not really a problem. It might be like if I meet somebody at a party or something and they go look it up and then they maybe they end up on a different website. But yeah. I mean, Not the ones that I want to come talk to me, that they, they have a link to click. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story, actually. Um, a couple of weeks ago for our other podcast, I had secured some, some cupcakes from Senza Cupcakes. And one of the things that she shared with me is that um, a lot of people reach out to her to try to sell them SEO services and all these other services. Like they'll literally phone call her. And she was like, why would I ever trust an SEO expert that has to call me? Wouldn't it just be, I type into Google and they find me, or maybe they target me, you know, through other marketing avenues, um, more related to SEO. And I know that 
you have this crazy extensive background and these really cool techniques that most people don't know about that make your services unique. And it's probably also why you're so incredibly successful. Um, tell us about one of the tactics that you use for your clients. Um, let's see. God, there's so many. Uh, just about SEO or? Whatever you feel like chatting about, yeah. You know, I want to talk maybe about, like, there's a few. I'd, I'd say let's talk maybe about three because one is just too little. Um, I would say, you know, on, on SEO, I, we recently started doing a promo. We have a, um, a trial. That we have a, a software, basically a platform that is helping is it's a boost to rank your website okay. so it's not like the whole seo campaign because there's all these things you have to do in seo you have to do on page you have to do link building and and, and you know directories and all this stuff but if you add this in it's like 30 percent of the campaign the thing is is like we can't just do it on every site so people have to qualify okay. so i would say you know if you wanted to do something like that like, like if i put a local business in this thing they don't have to do much than like you know, do a, do a few links, a few directories, and do the on-page right, get themselves in, in here, and then they're going to be gold. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's not going to be, um, it's not going to take a super, super long time. This helps you rank faster, and for local, it's just been working really well. Um, but I would say do your on-page right, and if you don't know how to do your on-page, hire somebody to do it, because there's, I've had so many people opt in to our, um, our promotion for it, and say, yeah, I want to do it on my website. Can you add me in? I'm like, I can after you do all these like hundred things yeah. because your site is terrible. <laughs> I mean, your site doesn't even say what the, what the heck it's about. Like, like this is not a magical <laughs> pill. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, I know the, the name is Wizard Media, but dude, <laughs> it's, it's still a skill. It's not, it's not witchcraft, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know the spells. You have to know the spells. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I would say that's one. The other thing where I really see clients fall apart. And so we're actually adding some services to our uh, LinkedIn uh, services because we also do LinkedIn campaigns and, and we basically, you know, reach out to like really high level people, uh, connect with them, message them, and then schedule a meeting with that person. But what happens on LinkedIn is because it's a conversation that two people are having, you can't just copy paste and you can't just say, okay, this person agreed, they're going to get on the call. Right. Like you have to talk, you have to answer questions, there's all these things that you have to do. And so what I've noticed a lot of times what happens is our clients are not that good at the follow-up. Mm. Like we'll pass the lead, say, hey, so-and-so, like, you know, had these questions, maybe you should you know, massage the relationship, they're interested, but they're not quite there yet. Can you help out? And that's really where things fall apart. So what I've noticed is, we did a recently on a couple of clients where we just took all the follow-up on this. We absolutely can't answer it because it's medical and stuff like that. Um, we took it off their hands and we pretty much doubled the amount of appointments that they were getting. And, you know, usually with our LinkedIn campaigns, one deal is worth several thousand dollars minimum because we don't take on clients that that are not at that level. So um, it's been working really, really well. So I'd say the follow-up is um, critical. And then another thing that we're also gonna do as far as follow-up is um, a lot of retargeting. So there's so many companies that don't do retargeting. And I just think that's so important because if they're seeing you everywhere, it reminds them like, oh yeah, I connected with that person. Oh yeah, I, I told that person I wanted to talk to them and then they're seeing your ad they'll remember, and then that'll just increase the amount of conversions and responses that you get. Yeah, not enough people realize, or business owners don't really realize how important those additional touch points are. Oh my God, yeah, so important. <laughs> so important. Um, 
we move so fast as beings nowadays. We're, mm-hmm. we're constantly connected to our phones and we're going a thousand miles a minute. And we, I can barely remember, you know, my friend's name sometimes <laughs> <I'm> trying <laughs> to recall something. Cause I'm like, I've got so much going on and to expect them to remember that they saw your ad or, or even to remember that they had filled out a lead form. It's you have to follow up. Exactly. It's so funny. It's, it's, some people will say, Oh yeah, I sent that person an email. Okay, and did you email them again? Did you try anything else? Did you call? They gave you their number. Did you text? Like, (laughs) come on. Yeah. There's all these things you can still do, especially if they give you their cell phone. A lot of times people give us their cell phone and they link their messages. Like, text them. Yeah. Everyone just wants to text. Yes. Everybody wants to text. And um, one of our past speakers, Jaren, spoke about Facebook messages and automating Facebook messages and having Facebook follow up for you using tools like ManyChat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think enough, I know not enough businesses out there utilize marketing and the tools that they have really available for them. Yep. And the fact that you have their email address, send them an email, add them to your list. Touch point, touch point, touch point, touch point. So important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about one thing you wish you knew before you started your company. Huh, one thing. Uh, I guess there would be so many. I guess how hard it was going to be. <laughs> how many more hours you work, like if you just have a job. <laughs> I know, it's, it's tough because it's like, oh, I don't want that nine to five. I have to go into work, I have to do this. But what they don't realize, and not to deter anybody that's listening from starting a company, they don't realize it's nights, weekends, holidays, uh-huh. after hours, like you're 24-7 connected. How do you help manage your time? Tell us a little bit about what you've Oh, learned. I'm crazy organized. I am like the most organized person I know. Um, I mean, <laughs> not to toot my own horn too much. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I just, every day when I'm working, I have like this Excel sheet and it's got like at the bottom of it, like all these tasks that, that need to get done and all these things, right? So when I start my day, I look at that and I prioritize them so I move them up. And then as I do them, I put what time I did it at so I can see like how long each one took. So tonight there's still a few tasks that I wanted to get done before I wake up in the morning. So I'll have to go and I'll have to finish those up. Um, but that way I like nothing falls through the cracks because sometimes I'll be working on something and then somebody else says, hey, I need X, Y, Z thing. And I totally forgot about it. So then it just goes on the list and then I'll make sure to get it done. You know, if it's not on the list, it's not getting done. <laughs> and have so. you been doing this since you started your company or is this something Long you time. Okay. Um, I mean, at least six, seven years. Wow. So it was right from the very beginning. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Do you delegate? Oh, yeah. I've got, I mean, I've got a team, but there's yeah. still stuff that only your brain can do. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Being a business owner and that's one thing, like it's all up here, right? And there's only so much that you can delegate, but you have built an awesome team. Oh yeah. Tell us when, did, when did you start that? Did you start that from the very beginning? Was that? Oh yeah. Year? From the very beginning. Cause I didn't want to do all the work myself. It's a lot, but there's, there's a lot of tasks, especially, you know, with SEO or with LinkedIn or with any of the stuff that they're kind of mind numbing, repetitive tasks. So right. that doesn't really require somebody with a ton of experience and like a certain level of intelligence to do it. If they can copy paste and follow instructions to pretty much get it done. Yeah. So that stuff I outsourced right away. I don't want to bother with it. But you also have to check it to make sure it's getting done right. Sometimes even though it's so easy, it still gets messed up. So you still have to have your checks and balances in place. But yeah, I mean, I had employees from the get-go. It's smart. Did you just 
intuitively know that you needed to do that? Did you did you learn that from somewhere? Um, I think it was more intuitive because I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so someone else needs to do that. That was it. That's all you needed. I know I don't want to do this, so find someone else to do it. That's smart because yeah. I think too many business owners are like, I know I can, like, this is so below me. I know I can do it. So I'm just going to do it to try to like hoard more money and I don't want to delegate. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs make make a very big mistake is they they want to yeah. take all of the funds for themselves. Micromanagers too. Yeah, and that too, yeah. It doesn't make sense though because your time is much more valuable than the money. Right. Like you're going to save a lot more in the long run. You know, I wish I brought this thing with me, but um, I've got this and I, I got this piece of paper from... What's that guy? Perry. It's like Perry something. He's a big like AdWords guy, and I saw him speak one day, and he said that he um, he puts his he puts tasks as like value of money. So here's like okay, these tasks need to get done. You know what are they worth? Maybe like ten dollars an hour. What are some tasks that are worth like a hundred dollars an hour, and then a thousand dollars an hour, and then ten thousand dollars an hour? So like on the ten thousand dollar an hour stuff, he put you know like speaking engagements, interviews, like promotion of himself because that brings in people and he cannot outsource that. That has to be him, right? right. So that would be like what I'm doing right now, okay? Um, then at the $1,000 mark, um, I think that would be like, oh God, I forgot which ones they were because there's there was marketing and sales are in the, the 1,000 and the 100, but then there was different tasks and then there was all the, the admin stuff was on the $10. So I have that on my computer so I always, it's in my face all the time mm-hmm. and so that I don't, bother with the $10 or $100 an hour task, make sure someone else is doing that so I can focus on the really high level stuff that nobody else can do because it's my business. Yeah, smart. Not not enough people do that. <laughs> yeah, it's good For to keep it people. right in front of you too so it reminds you. Yeah, it's like there. It's like literally like here's the computer screen and then the piece of paper is taped down here and it's just right there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I don't forget. Wow, that's awesome. Um, not enough entrepreneurs do that. And so for all of our listeners listening in here, remember what you're worth and be willing mm-hmm. to, even though you technically can do it right now and maybe you're not as swamped or as busy, you have to remember that you need to rely on a team so that when you are at that growth stage, you're not like, oh my God, I'm doing a thousand things at once and mm-hmm. I could technically have assistance with this. Um, it's much better to start from the very beginning when you're not crazy busy and you can follow up and you can make sure that your team is doing all of these things right because you have the time to do it. And speaking of that, I think it's also really important to put in processes. You know, mm-hmm. I've um, recently worked with somebody that just has no process in place for, for their service. And I was like, Okay, you need to, like, I really wish you would have given me all the stuff that I needed to do on a list because, you know, every time I talk to you, you throw another task at me and it's like another task that goes on my sheet on top of all the other tasks that are on there. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could have just sat down on a Sunday when no one bothers me and just cleared out all your tasks. But I can't do that because they come up on the fly. Yeah. Because you don't have a checklist. And so as you're doing stuff, especially in the beginning, and you are doing those admin tasks, Note them. What are they? How does it need to be done? Create a video because now for our services, I, nobody can has to bother me with how to do stuff. And when they do, I'm like, well, you can go look at the manual where it teaches you how to do something. Scroll down and click on the video. 
That's my answer. And so now everybody knows before asking me a question, is it on the video? Because if it is, I'm just going to get pissed if I ask her. <laughs> so. Oh, you have these amazing processes too. How did they, was that just intuitive as well? That was necessity. Okay. And I kept, initially, I kept trying to hire someone to do it for me. And they never did it on time. It fell apart. It just wasn't right. And finally, I just sat down and literally, like, for, the, for our LinkedIn services, it took about three days to just knock it all out and say, okay, this is how you do the, the thing, the campaign from start to finish and then if you need to optimize here's what you look for and here's how you do it and so if a new employee comes on board I don't even train them anymore I have a project manager that does that but he uses that checklist and he goes through and then he shows them first he watches he has them watch all the videos then they do each task together a few times and then from there on you know they eventually just get it from repetition Love it. But it saves me so much time. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm, ge I'm getting all these questions, and I can't focus on getting more clients, getting results for the clients, you know, like the really important strategic things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know just from knowing personally that one of the conferences that you go to is Traffic and Conversion Summit. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had the opportunity to go yet, but I've heard amazing things from there. What are some of the conferences if people wanted to just get their feet wet in marketing or um, SEO, what's one that you would suggest that they should go to? I mean, I think that one's a good starting point. Um, I haven't been the past year. I'm not going to go next year okay. um, just because I like to go more to like smaller masterminds now mm -hmm. where everybody that's there you know is handpicked they all bring huge value usually meet like the biggest players that way and and you get you form the closest bonds because it's not as many of you and you have you know a couple days to like uh, you know hang out um but the first one I did that was really good for me was the internet marketers cruise and I am going on that one this coming year and I met a lot of great friends that I've not only done business with but have also helped me a lot in my business so a lot of the stuff that I've implemented is that I've learned I've learned from people I met at that cruise oh wow okay so sounds would like fun be, yeah it sounds yeah, like it's fun. a lot of fun too it's a side effect <laughs> would that be something good for somebody that has no marketing background or would that be like more yeah it's it, there's a big like I'll, I'll say like like 50% of the people that go there are in the beginning stage. Okay. Okay. And then good. the other half are advanced. Got it. Yeah. Um, as far as masterminds go, obviously they're really high value, but getting into one is difficult as a brand new entrepreneur. You need to yeah. have your, your credibility belt on or whatever that however that term goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, I would just say it's networking. I mean, the way I got invited to any of the masterminds I went was just by, um, you know, going to the, it all started from the Internet Marketers Cruise, and then the people that I met there invited me to other events, so I went to that, and the people I met there invited me to masterminds, and people kept seeing me around, and then so, then, you know, things just, you know, snowballed into more and now I don't go to as many conferences anymore because I already know a ton of people and I still get invited to mastermind so I get to kind of pick and choose which ones I feel like attending but I mean right now I'm just really hyper focused on growth and so you also can't make the mistake I've seen some people do this where they're just going to event to event to event and they're not getting anything done it's like go to the event meet your people but then implement it all and don't go to the next one so you've implemented the ones the stuff you learned from the other event because if you just become an event junkie, you're not getting anything yeah. done. That's yeah. a great piece of advice. I know a lot of people that do that. They, <laughs> yeah. they love going to events, and they, they soak in all this information, and then they do nothing with it, and it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, exactly. 
Or worse, they get all these business cards with the goal of getting the business cards and meeting these people, mm-hmm. and then it goes into a box and they never look at it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't follow up. I mean, honestly, follow up is where people fall apart. Yeah, it's they're so bad at it, and I don't understand how or why. Because I'm relentless in my follow up. Like, if you opt into any of my stuff, and then if you're like, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Be prepared to be like, (laughs) (laughs) you're either uh, dying or you're unsubscribing. That's the only way I'm stopping. (laughs) Not to deter anybody from actually signing up for her stuff that we name drop at the end of this. No, but I get value, so it's like good stuff too. But I mean, follow up, you know. If you're not interested, you just have to let people know, but be aggressive with following up until they say, I'm not interested. Yeah, right? if you tell me I'm not interested, I will leave you alone. I don't want to keep bothering you. But if you t- if you ghost me, the email's going to keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And that's the way to do it. People don't understand that they're like so shy about not wanting to follow up because they're they're timid and it's like no dude people are busy like they're traveling or they've got family stuff or they're swamped with xyz and you need to be that person that's like hey hey we're here hey we're here yeah (laughs) (laughs) here's some value here's some value here's some value don't forget about us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah awesome um (laughs) i'm like what other stuff there i've got so many questions for you but we're we're so limited on time we've got a couple minutes left here um we asked you a little bit about one thing you wish you knew you before you started what's one thing that you would love our listeners to know um i'm going to recommend a book that they read it's like like the best book ever and uh, basically it's called the millionaire master plan it's by roger hamilton i need to get an affiliate link for this thing because i I promote (laughs) it so much but uh, i've read this thing like three times and the reason why it's so cool is because it tells you how to get to the next level of your life based on your specific personality type so there was like four personality types and there was um, like uh, nine stages. So it's, so first you have to identify, okay, this is the stage I'm at. And he, he gives you a test that you can take. And this is my personality type. So then you read based on your skill sets what you need to do to get to the next level. And you don't have to go all the way up to nine levels. I mean, the ninth level is like, you know, Oprah and Donald Trump and like those kind of people. But if you just want to be at level six, hey, that's chill. Just, you know, this is how you would get there. And so I think it's a really important book to to kind of take assessment of where you're at and then where you're trying to go and try to put a plan of how that's going to happen. And what was that book name again? Just if anybody The Millionaire Master Plan. Millionaire Master Plan. It sounds good. It does. (laughs) Autumn and I are going to have to check that out ourselves. I'm already making a mental note. (laughs) Awesome. And then um, we had you pick a mug. Oh, yeah. We did not. I left it out there. there. That's okay. Um, what gravitated you towards that one? It had the color blue, and it's the same color I'm wearing, so I figured I'd match. But also right. blue is the color, like, on all my websites, too. And what drew you to that color? It's my favorite color. Okay. I know there's a lot of psychology behind color, and that's one thing that we teach a little bit about in our um, Action Mavens courses is the psychology of color and choosing particular color for your brand based off of your target demographic. Yeah, I've seen that. So blue is also trust. And so if you're going to have a rusty uh, brand, you definitely want people to trust you. I mean, they're not going to buy from somebody you don't trust. Yes, yes, perfect. We would love to leave everybody with your website link and any social media handles so they could check you out. Okay, perfect. So um, you can check out my corporate website at wizardmedia.net. Very important, the .net. <laughs> I couldn't get the .com. And then also uh, jimenacortez.com is the personal site. Perfect, yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you so much.